So for every email on your list, you should be making $1 every single month. Mm. So if you get 10,000 emails on your list and you're not making $10,000 a month, you did something wrong. There's very, very few people who don't make at least that much. And if you, once you get good at it, you're going to make a lot more than a dollar per month per person on your list. And so if you can go out and generate a list of 30,000 people in one week, you just gave yourself a $30,000 a month raise. And I like to get that in people's minds because it's like, hey, even if you got 150 emails, that means you just raised your income $150 per month, pretty much for the rest of your life. Right. So huge value in that. So if there's a disconnect, if that's not happening for a business, what do you think is the first thing that they should do? Funnels, period. Funnels. Okay, so yeah. just figure out either hire someone or learn how to create an effective funnel. You are listening to Next Up Nation, where leaders and influencers dish their secrets to inform, inspire, and entertain serious podcasters with host Tiffany Youngren. Josh is a great friend and a master at adding zeros to podcaster reach. His clients have built empires with joint ventures and strategic relationships. He's about to share some bombshells that can help you grow your podcast and business like the big boys. If you're like many podcasters who podcast, or if you're thinking about podcasting, don't believe anyone who tells you that you have to sit and wait for a certain number of downloads or really anything else for that matter before you start making money at it. To see what I mean, go to profitpodcasting.com slash listener to download our three pillar profit podcasting playbook. I'm giving it away to valued listeners like you so you can step up and become next up. Now here's the show. Prepare yourself. Okay, let's go. Hey there, I'm Tiffany Youngren, owner of OMH Agency, and welcome to Next Up Nation, a weekly show that brings you leaders and influencers across a vast number of industries who are happy to share their insights on expanding our spheres of influence. Thank you so much for listening. Today, I'm excited to welcome Josh Tapp. He's the founder at The Lucky Titan, and he's host of the podcast with the same name. Isn't that right, Josh? Yep, same, podcast? same podcast name. <laughs> That's right. He is dedicated to helping entrepreneurs reconnect through joint venture collaboration. Josh, thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I'm so excited. I know we had a whole conversation right beforehand. So be sure to go and check out the posts and the YouTube video because we'll include a lot of what we talked about before. I've worked with Josh. He's actually mentoring me when it comes to joint ventures. So I thought I've got to have you on this show and share with everyone what you're sharing with me. I think it's brilliant. A lot of other people have commented how you've helped them as well. And I've seen your roster of people that you've helped. So I, I'm really excited for you to share what you know today. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. One of the fun things about podcasts is a lot of things that you'd have to pay for for somebody, you can kind of milk out of somebody on a podcast. So I mean, let's get <laughs> let's some do good it. value in here, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, before we really dig in, there's something you told me ahead of time that something that not a lot of people know is that you lived in Mexico for two years on a service mission. Where did yeah. you live? Tell me just a little bit about that. Yeah. So it was a service mission for my church. Um, and one of the reasons I, I share this story with people is because it was probably one of the most formative moments of my life. I went down there to serve and do whatever I could for the people down there. I served in Oaxaca, which is mm. the poorest state in Mexico and very poverty stricken. And honestly, what the biggest lesson I learned down there, because honestly, it was hard. It was very, very hard. It's hot. We were living basically in mud huts the whole time, not even concrete floors in some houses. We'd have dirt floors and 
no AC and everything and coming from the States where I live a really spoiled life, I guess <laughs> it, it kind of helped me realize like how much opportunity we have in the U S and it, it actually sparked my whole entrepreneurial fire because mm-hmm. I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs started businesses before, but I was just kind of planning to go to college when I got home and I still did, but I decided instead of getting jobs to try and be more entrepreneurial and doing that kind of launched me on, on the trajectory I've been on today because I learned, and that's just one of the many lessons learned there, but it did set up my life to be an entrepreneur. That is so great. What a great entry into the entrepreneurial life. I think that's really, and two years is a long time. I mean, you imagine, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to go help and we live in huts with dirt floors and you know, that, but two years, wow, that's, that's a long time. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. If you could do that, you could do anything. (laughs) Yeah. And that was the other thing, right? So I, I'm not one of those manly men who's like, oh, I can, you know, all I need is like a knife and I can live in the forest, right? <laughs> I'm very, I was very spoiled in that way, you know, just having a home and everything, but, but going down there, so we don't get paid to go down there or anything. It's, it's, you actually pay to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, like you said, it's just, it's such a, an interesting experience. It's a long amount of time. And when I got home, I was like ready to just kick it back in the AC and sleep on a real bed for days. Mm-hmm. And I did, and it was fantastic, (laughs) but uh, yes, very, very worthwhile. So then that kind of sprung you into entrepreneurialism. So what got you into podcasting? Yeah. And that's, yeah, there's a lot that's gone on since then, but, but what was really interesting when I got back, I did my first business I I wanted to try was a, uh, I wanted to wash windows. I had a friend who had done that. I knew you could make good money with it. So I didn't even make it a real business. I literally just started knocking doors and Within six weeks, I made $5,000, which was more than I'd ever made in my life. Um, wow. And I was like, wow, that was easy. you know." And I, it, I only worked probably two or three hours a day. And anyway, so it kind of made me realize, wow, this is easy, but I hated knocking doors. Mm. Just was not my cup of tea. And so I was like, well, I've got to find a better way to do this. And so I got into the marketing world all this time. I'm in college, you know, paying my way through college, getting married, all that good stuff, right? <laughs> but then- when it, when I was building my, my marketing agency, we had, we had a lot of success. And when we got out of, when I got out of college, I decided to just continue with our marketing agency, but I was having this problem that, you know, and you're at a marketing agency, you know, Tiffany, you've done, you've done it right. Everything about a marketing agency is really fun, except for getting clients. It's, (laughs) it's the concept of like the cobbler's children have no shoes. Like you can get leads for anybody else, but getting leads for a marketing agency is very difficult. Mm. And I was constantly selling and getting knocking doors, basically, you know what I'm saying? Knocking Mm -hmm. doors to, to close sales. And I realized pretty quickly that the reason why I was, I was running into this problem where I didn't enjoy what I was doing. Wasn't because I didn't like marketing. Wasn't because I didn't like my customer, but it was because I didn't like the relationship or the, the agency model where it was a done for you Mm -hmm. because I was constantly begging for business. And so that's where the podcast came into into my life, right? I, I always wanted to start one. I love listening to podcasts and I had a mentor of mine. You've actually probably met him, Michael Maitland. Great guy. He's, so he's a two combo club award winner from ClickFunnels. Nice. Um, and I, I just kind of met him through the online marketing world, basically offered to like trade him services. And he sat down with me and was like, you know, are you happy where you're at? And do you like doing what you're doing? And I was like, yes and no to both, both of those questions. And mm-hmm. He was like, your big problem is the reason why you're always struggling for business is because you don't have an audience to pull from. 
Mm. Um, you don't have people, you're not constantly growing your email list or growing, you know, your, your network of, of people. And it made me realize that I needed to do something to, to start growing an audience. And when I started the podcast, things just started to blow up. I, I didn't realize how much people wanted to hear what I taught, what I wanted to talk about. Right. Mm. Or, or the people who I would interview wanted to talk about. And honestly, it was, it was enough of a wake up call that I decided to close down the marketing agency. I sold off the shares. I only own 10% of the company still, but I'm a silent partner there. I don't do anything in there. And I went full bore into the lucky Titan and it's, you know, haven't really looked back because it's been one of the best experiences as far as growing an audience. That's so great. That is so great. Well, so when you got into it, your whole focus was to get clients, was to grow your audience so that you could have clients coming to you versus you having to pound the pavement and get out to them. That was your initial. Okay. It it was, let's get people to come to me because I don't want to have to knock doors. I don't want to have to do this spammy um, messaging, DMing people all the time. (laughs) Everything we've all done 5,000 times, right? Yeah. You know, what's so interesting is I just talked to an entrepreneur a couple weeks ago and, and, and I found this honestly, when I started entering the mastermind groups where, you know, I was being mentored by top marketers and they were telling me how they grew their agencies and, you know, teaching all of us how to do the same. And I thought like what you're talking about, I thought I was a freak. I thought all agency owners love sales and they hate like the actual part where they figure out how to market. And I'm like, I don't know if I could do this because I, I love the marketing part. Like, can, right. can we please do an automation right now? You know? Right. And then, but I'm like you, I'm like the sales I, I struggle with and it, it, it's so much, you know, takes so much out of me, but, but it's funny because the, no matter what business we're in, we do have to do, we just can't get away from the sales, but right. I like what you're saying because it flips the audience side of it and the pool of people that we can go to kind of flips it upside down so that people right. are being attracted to what you're doing versus, you know, really having to push it too much. So, yeah, so that's really you, good. You go from begging, right? You go from <laughs> knocking on their door on your knees, like, please just let me in the door, right? Yeah. To people coming to you with their wallets wide open saying, how much do I have to pay you to work with you? And I mean, for me, that that happened, I think, two months after I started my podcast. Oh, wow. And it wasn't for doing marketing for them. It was in the marketing realm. But I started our mastermind, right? And mm-hmm. when we when I first launched, I was like, I just want to get high level people in a room together. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting because I was getting people who made way more than I did into a room. And then they would come afterwards, all of them would reach out to me and say, I need your help with this, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, what does it cost to hire you? And that's when you have that moment of like, whoa, <laughs> I could almost ask anything right now. Like, what should I ask? And <laughs> yeah. so I, I started with lower rates, right? And worked my way up, but but it changed. And like, honestly, this is December of last year oh, um, wow. when this, when this really switched in my head where I said, okay, to make a six figure income or a seven figure income, I don't have to be out there working like crazy. Never see my wife. You know, like right. I, I can be focused on providing value in a specific way by creating an audience. And then they will start to come to me and I don't even really have to promote or do anything like that. Cause they start to come to me. Right. So in addition to what, what, the benefits that you were looking for, did you, have you realized any other benefits from podcasting that you weren't expecting? Yes. And this is honestly the number one benefit of starting a podcast that most people don't really realize this, you know, as a marketing agency, we would reach out to around a hundred people, have three or four of them say they'd do a meeting with us. 
of those three or four, you could close one or two if you're like having a really good week. Right. And so it was a lot of outreach, but with the podcast, when I first launched it, I reached out to people who were way higher because I was working with small business owners as a marketing agency. I reached out to multimillionaires and a couple billionaires. I got 98 out of a hundred responses oh, within wow. a week. And I had, at that point I had grown my LinkedIn network, right. But I didn't know any of these people personally. I just decided to, I'm like, why not? Let's go for it. You know? And what was really intriguing about that is I'm like 98 people just respond. I was expecting to get two or three podcast <laughs> guests. And all of a sudden I was booked for six months, you know, and I'm like, wow. well, I've got to start doing a daily show or I, I'm not going to be able to keep up with this. And so we did for a while. Mm-hmm. But what was really cool about that of those 98 people, we ended up featuring 80 of them on our show of those 80. I've worked with 78, maybe 79 of them Wow. Um, on either they've been a client or they've become a joint venture partner. Mm-hmm. And that's the number one benefit that nobody really talks about or thinks about is it's, it becomes a place where you can get anybody to come and work with you. So why don't we talk about that? How, can you just explain what you mean by that, that joint venture opportunity that you're benefiting yeah. from here? Yeah. And, and good question. So that's honestly everything that, that I do. And my whole, my whole goal again is to reconnect people through collaboration because there's two parties online, right? You have the takers and you have the overgivers, right? The people who are both of which are coming to you on their knees, right? I, I envision them. If you know anything about body language, right? You have the people who are standing above you, right? With their hands on their hips. And then you have the people who are on their knees in front of you begging for you, right? right. It, those are kinds of people. And if, if you think about the way you, you handle things, right? You're either the person who's like, just give, 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 or, or sorry, it's like, take, 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 right? Mm-hmm. So you're saying, give me everything. And then you have the people who are just like, I'm just going to keep giving you things for free. And, and when you should be charging, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've been realizing um, about this or that I realized pretty shortly into starting a podcast was there's actually not even a happy middle ground, but there's a third option, which is the collaborator. Mm-hmm. And Recently, I found another guy who like, totally resonates with me on this. His name's Scott Aaron. If you ever want to check him out, I'll just okay, give him a yeah. plug here. <laughs> Scott is just like me in the sense is he's like, you shouldn't reach out to people and, and just give. Come to them with a very easy way for both of you to win mm. and for your audiences to win. And that's what um, podcasting in general or just having a platform in general provides for you. If you don't like podcasting, you could do a YouTube channel. You could do a blog. You could write a book. You just need a place where you can interview people and basically push their status button, right? So what a joint venture collaboration is, is you're coming to them and instead of saying, hey, like promote my product, right? Mm -hmm. You're trying to find a way that both of you could grow together. So one of my favorite ones that we like to do is called the giveaway. Basically what we do is we find four different entrepreneurs who have the same type of audience that we have. So let's say I'm targeting podcasters, right? I'd find people who have a software company in the software space or in the uh, podcaster space, somebody who has a big following of people teaching them about how to podcast, maybe one, one of the big podcasters, right? You get four of these people and all of you email your lists and you say, hey, we're doing a sweepstakes giveaway if you opt in for a chance to win. And in our case, we do a studio a lot of times, right? So it's a $500 studio setup. When, when we launch it like that, what happens is a bunch of people opt in from all of our lists and then we all get to keep those emails and our email list grows exponentially as we do this. And I've seen email lists grow as large as 150,000 people in one week off of oh, these wow. giveaways. So That's incredible. 
and that's overnight success, right? And it costs you a grand total of maybe a hundred dollars, right? Jeez, exactly. So there's huge value in these joint ventures. And the cool thing, if I were to go to, let's just say Volkswagen, right? They're a big company. They like to do a lot of sponsorships. I could go to them and say, Hey, do you want to sponsor my podcast? Would you guys be willing to promote me on your email list? And they will not give you the time of day mm-hmm. because they find you, right? But if you come to them with a podcast or with an offer, excuse me, so you come to them with an offer and say, okay, I, I have four other people in the, in XYZ space, and we are going to be doing this email or this, this studio giveaway. Here's what it can do for your audience kind of thing. Would you guys want to contribute? They will almost always respond to you, whether that's a phone call, email, or what have you. And the beautiful thing about that is you're tapping into their audience. You could be somebody who has no followers whatsoever and get in with millions and millions of people. And the giveaway is just one of many options. I mean, it's like having people come on your podcast or doing a summit or what have you, but that's, that really is the power of, of the joint venture. That's incredible. I, I mean, it, it really is. I've always felt like the pod, when, when I podcast, I mean, getting clients is an amazing benefit right. and I, and I appreciate it, but it's always the relationships that we build uh, along the years. That's always been my number one takeaway from that is the relationships are everything. But since you've introduced me to this whole joint ventures, I'm like, this is even better because like you said, it's something that you can both give something to each other. And I know you're talking from the sense of like a marketing agency, but this works really well for people in really any industry. Do you have people across different industries that get involved with these? So what's really funny is this, the first joint venture I ever did was actually one we got invited to in another company that I owned called SeekSpot. It's a uh, travel company out of Hawaii. And it's that if you're, if you're familiar with the travel niche, it's a very competitive niche and it's very hard to succeed in. But when we did this the first time, we got 30,000 emails with our first giveaway. And we did partner with Volkswagen and a couple other people. I didn't even set it up. Somebody invited us to it, right? But we came out with 30,000 emails and it cost us, I think, $80 to, <laughs> to be a part of this. And I would, it just shifted everything we were doing, right? Um, but what I found though is it, it works in every niche, but we've actually been testing this recently in the brick and mortar space, especially with mm. the whole coronavirus stuff going on, right? Yeah. All these businesses realized, oh, my only traffic is foot traffic. And so they're trying to get on Facebook ads or what have you. But what we found is if you can get four or five brands in a local area to just cross promote each other, Mm -hmm. they'll get immediate traffic just off of the presence they're building there. But they can do these giveaways, they can do summits, they can do all sorts of fun little things and grow their business exponentially. And, And I do have to caveat this really quick because a lot of people are like, okay, yeah, email lists, whatever, right? But general of thumb, this is just marketing one-on-one Tiffany's smiling because she's like, I totally know why it's important. <laughs> I, think email, I, know, I know, I think I, I know the argument even you're going <laughs> to, the objection you're going to overcome right now, but go ahead. I'm I sorry. Love this. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to, to, to riff back and forth with marketers. Cause you're like, Oh, I totally know this. So for every email on your list, you should be making $1 every single month. Mm. So if you get 10,000 emails on your list and you're not making $10,000 a month, you did something wrong. There's very, very few people who don't make at least that much. And if you, once you get good at it, you're going to make a lot more than a dollar per month per person on your list. And so if you can go out and generate a list of 30,000 people in one week, you just gave yourself a $30,000 a month raise. And I like to get that in people's minds because it's like, Hey, even if you got 150 emails, that means you just raised your income $150 per month, pretty much for the rest of your life. 
Right. So huge value in that. So if there's a disconnect, if that's not happening for a business, what do you think is the first thing that they should do? Funnels, period. Funnels. Okay, so yeah. just figure out either hire someone or learn how to create an effective funnel. Yeah, because so for example, right? One of the biggest problems that people have if they're not achieving that on their list, it has nothing to do with constantly giving value, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty staunch against just like inundating people with content because- you kind of, I don't know how to put it again, you're kind of coming at them on your knees, right? Mm-hmm. You're saying, let me give, 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 give. Instead, you can say, here's ways we can work together, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you still have to give value. You have to produce good content. You know, that's just a given if you want to have a successful business. But um, if you can come to them with, you know, you can come in and say, hey, let's, let's set it up so you know, when you join our list, you know that I'm going to be selling you things, right? Mm-hmm. If you set that relationship up front, it's not uncomfortable for people. And the way I like to illustrate this for people is we've all had that person who we went to high school with who 10 to 15 years later, they reach out to you. They're like, Hey, how are you doing? What's the number one thing that comes to your mind? Right. <laughs> what do like, you want? Yeah. Yeah. They're selling me network marketing. That is like, <laughs> yep. everybody knows that. Right. And not that there's anything wrong with that industry mm-hmm. or anything, but exactly. it's, it's just known. Right. Yeah. Or they're a real estate agent or an insurance agent. Right. They're trying to sell <laughs> something because you're like, I didn't even know you well enough in high school, but it's the same thing when you generate a list of people who you're only giving free things all the time. Mm. Because if you give them free, free content consistently, they get addicted to the free content and they will not pay you anything. And we've seen this time and time again. It's really sad to see people who've built lists of hundreds of thousands of people and they can't make a sale. Mm. And they're like, why? Why can't I make a sale? All these people, you know, you think at least one person would buy and it's like, well, you haven't conditioned them to, mm. to buy from you. So funnels, A, so if they're not buying from you, it's because you've conditioned them wrong. So the way that you get past this is instead of constantly selling your stuff, start to affiliate for other people's stuff, Hmm. promote their free offers, promote um, a software that you really love, right? You're like, Hey, so uh, Tiffany does a great job with this and we need to get the script to give you an affiliate service, right? Every time I talk to Tiffany, she's like, here's this amazing new software and it like changes my life. (laughs) And I'm like, man. We'll share the recording later. So check yeah. our YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> just, just send it to, um, you should just send it to the script and say, hey, this guy says you should give me a, an affiliate commission. I, I 100% will. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Do it, I love it. But what's really funny though is you can make a ton of money. So for, for us, right? I do have my own products and services, but only about 30% of our revenue comes from my own products and services. Oh, wow. 70% of our revenue actually comes from other people that we promote who I just love what they do. Right. And- that's how you reactivate that list. And here's why. So one of my favorite affiliate offers or companies to affiliate for is ClickFunnels. The reason why I like affiliating for them is because every quarter they launch a new lead magnet and a new promotional offer and it's done. Mm. So instead of me having to go through and create all the emails and figure out my social, everything, they literally like, here's a business in a basket. I take it to my list and say, Hey, here's what they're doing. This is why you should buy it. They click on that link and it takes them through the whole sales process and I make a 40% commission, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and their software is amazing. So I, I would promote <laughs> them all day. But the reason why you can find companies like that though, is you don't have to spend all that time building products. You know, it's, it's kind of that, I guess, influencer myth, you know, everybody's trying to become the Instagram influencer or a YouTuber because they want to be the guy or the girl of something. Right. Mm-hmm. But what they should be thinking about is how can I be the evangelist? How can Mm. I be the person to say, this person is doing something amazing. You know, Tiffany's launching this super amazing thing to launch your podcast, to be able to scale, grow, monetize it and have a a production quality thing. Like I can talk about that all day. Right. Mm. But guess what? 
once I sell it, I'm hands off, right? I don't have right. to do anything with it, but I get the, the hefty commission from it, right? Mm-hmm. And there's huge, I don't even know if you've launched that yet. I'm sorry if that no, was- No, I am. I, okay. We are. It is available. So yes, 100%. Okay. Yeah, I'll promote that here on your show, <laughs> Thank right? Thank you, yeah. Definitely go check that out. But uh, I was Thanks, like, Josh. oh shoot, did I, did I promote that the wrong time? Nope, it's perfect. I don't know. I was just thinking, I'm going to record that, transcribe it, and it will end up on one of my sales pages, quite honestly. <laughs> so Love thank it. you for that copy too, Josh. Yes, absolutely. It's a- uh, what do they call it? Testimonial. It's your testimonial. Thank you. Yeah. But, but so, you know, if you don't find good people though, who've made these amazing products, you don't have to be the guy or the girl. Right. And what people will start to realize with you too, is if you're not just promoting your own stuff, they begin to trust you. Mm-hmm. Right. Tiffany's even experienced this with me sometimes. Sometimes software just doesn't work and people will buy products from us. And it becomes this big, ridiculous thing of like trying to get their emails to work or trying to be able to get them to log into something or their email isn't getting our emails, right? You've experienced almost all of these, <laughs> Tiffany, and I'm really sorry for that. But. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, you know, people, I'm, it, it, it really is the, the awesome and the curse of the technology. So right. I'm and, on the other side too. So I completely appreciate what you're going through right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when, when the technology goes down and everything, the cool thing though, is those people still know that like, you know what, Josh is going to be good for it right? Mm-hmm. He's going to be the one to make sure that I get above and beyond service. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Tiffany, right? Like I, I know I can trust her with X amount of money because she is going to make sure that, that I make that back times 10, right? Mm-hmm. And the, when you're just being the person who's like, you're like, I don't know if this is like inappropriate, but you're trying to be like the Jesus, right? Who's like, mm-hmm. I am the way, right? Mm-hmm. You're not, Mm-hmm. right? You're not that person. And I don't care who you are. Even if you're a billionaire, you're still not that person. You might know right. something, right? You might know something well, but you don't know everything. And right. I kind of get turned off by the people who are like, I know everything, right? Yeah. But the best, some of the best people out there, I mean, you look at like the Grant Cardones or gosh, what's his name? There's, there's, there's tons of them, right? Gary Vaynerchuk, all these mm-hmm. people, right? They, they are a lot about them, but if you pay attention to things, they are constantly promoting other things and other people. And that's why their audiences follow them so religiously. I'm not one of the people who likes to like take pictures in front of my Lamborghini. Right. <laughs> but like for some people that works, right. Mm-hmm. But too many people I think who are starting out in business are running into this, just the myth the influencer myth that that's what it takes to become successful. But Tiffany, I, you, we both know this, right. You can come to people and say, I make a thousand dollars a month. And I know that if I point you in the right direction, we're all going to make money, right? So my goal is just to be the best finder, right? I'm going to spend the most money on trainings or what have you to pick the best one on Facebook ads. And then I'm going to refer you to that one. Like a concierge type. type Exactly. And and that's the multi-million dollar businesses, in my opinion, the next generation. That's awesome. Well, and you help people do this too. Like you help people set up joint ventures. So where, where could someone find you? Yeah, honestly, one of the best places to start, and we've we've actually been realizing this with a lot of people who come to us, there's really two sides to building a business, right? You have the platforms. We've been talking about podcasts. You should have a platform that you can that you can grow and that's working really well to get you in the door with people. It doesn't even matter if people are following you really. It has everything to do with who you're networking with. But then if once once you have that platform in place, that's when you start to build what we call a pantheon. It's a gathering of Titans, right? So you're finding the niche Titans in your area and creating basically a referral network between you where you collaborate with one another. So I do recommend for pretty much everybody who starts out, focus on the platform first, like Mm. create a place where you're going to, and Tiffany does an excellent job of this, right? You're creating an amazing production without having to spend 
tens of thousands of dollars to watch a podcast. I mean, you can do the whole thing from your phone for crying out right. loud. And so anyways, we, we have a challenge that basically walks you for 30 days. It walks you through how to set up that platform and how to grow it in a way that you'll actually get people who um, amazing guests to come on your show. It's right. just a 30 day challenge. Um, you can go check it out at the lucky slash challenge. And that's kind of the gateway into our world. Um, awesome. I recommend people go there first. You can find me also on LinkedIn. That's honestly, like, if you want to talk to me personally, I'm usually pretty active on LinkedIn. As Tiffany knows, it can take two days, but I, <laughs> I will right. respond to you. <laughs> you, are active, you are active on LinkedIn and attentive. So, And so if someone went and listened to your podcast, what episode would you, do you think would be a good starter point for them? Yes. Like, honestly, any of that, like almost every guest I have on, I'm just like, that was incredible. And the rest of them, <laughs> like, that was pretty good. But there's one by Steve Sims. I don't know the number of it. Oh my gosh. I love Steve Sims so yeah. much. His oh my stuff, gosh. His oh. episode was so funny. First off, yeah. we had a great conversation, but Steve is all about collaboration. Yes. And he talks very heavily about in our conversation about how he, he grew a multiple hundred million dollar company by just talking to people mm-hmm. and did, did something that nobody else could do, honestly. And if you know yeah. his story, yeah, great guy. Definitely go check that one out. <laughs> he, has cool, he has a cool accent too. So there's that. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks like the scariest human being on the planet because oh. he's like this big bald guy with a beard yeah. and yeah, piercings. Yeah. He's like the nicest guy ever, but yeah. it's kind of funny. He's super tender, but yeah, he's so funny. Oh, I, I'm totally going to look that one up. So, so <laughs> definitely go check that out. Oh, good. Well, good. I'm glad I asked. That was, that's an awesome, awesome thing. So, okay. Is there anything that I didn't ask that maybe I should have? I mean, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Honestly, I think you really covered kind of the big things. You know, I, I, I really think what it comes down to, if you take one thing away from this whole interview is build a platform and get emails. Like mm. that's, that's the one thing that you should be focusing on because everything else will fall in place. That's awesome. That is excellent. Well, thank you so much, Josh, for being here. I'm really, I really do appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And oh, wait, before I close, uh, I have one more question. It's like the most important question of the whole thing. I, I love good food. Okay. And so what is your favorite restaurant and what do you order when you go there? Okay, we have this place that just came into town like two years ago, and me and my wife go like every week. It's called Tandoori Oven. I don't know if they have it everywhere, but it's Thai food. And what is the chicken called? Masala, chicken masala. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Probably the best food I've ever had there. Very good. So one location. So if I look it up on Yelp, I'll find it right away. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, they might okay. just be in Idaho Falls. You can just okay. come visit me here. We're not that far away. I'll <laughs> take awesome. you if you come. <laughs> awesome. You got it. We're always, you know, we drive through Idaho Falls quite a bit. We've got family in Washington, so we oh, end up eating go. there quite often. So that's, that's well, a good, good we'll little go tip. We'll go with you and your husband. <laughs> very good. Very good. Well, thanks again. I, I really feel like you gave us some good takeaways, especially when it comes to, you know, coming to people with a very easy way that you can really easily give to each other. I loved your giveaway tips and And also, I think it's really fascinating to incorporate that into brick and mortar businesses, especially with what they're dealing with right now. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And thanks again to everyone who's listening. Thank you to our outstanding team. And remember, the best really is yet to come. Ready, go! 